0: And welcome to Pandemic Podcast, a podcast from Tech and Herald, in which we focus on COVID-19 and the news around it. I am your host, Sandeep Menon. Today is the 30th day of the lockdown in the country. In today's episode, we bring you the perspective of an experienced career counsellor. We also speak to a nutritionist and set the record straight with DH Fact Check. At the time of recording this at 7am on April 23, Thursday, according to the data maintained by Deccan Herald, the total number of cases in India has reached 21,324, with more than 1,200 new cases detected yesterday. At least 683 people have lost their lives due to Covid-19. India is soon expected to top Portugal and reach 16th position globally. Among the states, Maharashtra continues to top the chart with 431 new cases yesterday, with 5,649 total infections. In Karnataka, with just 9 cases being reported yesterday, the government has kick started the process of reviving the economy. IT, ITES companies with minimum essential staff, courier services, and construction workers will be allowed to function from today, but outside the containment zones. Also, the public transport will continue to remain closed till May 3rd.
1: <music>
0: for the 3 lakh Kanadigas in Kerala's Kasargod who depended on Karnataka's Mangaluru for health care, restrictions imposed by authorities in Karnataka have come as a jolt. However, on the bright side, now the Kerala government has sped up the long-pending demand for a better health care system in the border district to make Kasargoat self-sufficient commissioning of the new medical college and a new 500-bed hospital by the Tata's are expected to reduce the district's dependency on Mangaluru. Over
1: 154
0: crore students are impacted by the closure of the educational institutions across the world, due to which girls will be the worst hit. It will lead to an increased dropout rates and an increased gender gap in education, said UNESCO in a statement. In a normal year this time, students would be preparing for exams and writing them. The lockdown has added to the anxiety and worry of the 10th and 12th grade students who are at home planning their future. My colleague Dhanyata talks to a career counsellor Ali Khwaja about this.
2: Hello, I'm Danyata and Pubaya Deccan Herald's Bengaluru correspondent. In this segment, we'll be talking about the impact of COVID-19 and the subsequent lockdown on students, especially those in class 10th and 12th whose board exams have been postponed. Here with us is Dr. Ali Khwaja, an educationist and career counsellor with decades of experience. He is the founder of Panjara Academy which is into counselling and also offers counselling courses. Dr. Ali has been our columnist for several years now. Welcome Dr. Ali. As the exams have been postponed and there is no clarity on the next academic year, students, particularly those in class 10th and 12th, are confused. So what should be the approach of students and parents?
3: This is a good occasion and a good opportunity to help children realize that exams are not the end all and be all of life.
2: Yes. Somehow
3: in our system, we have given too much significance to exams. Yes. So if the elders, that is the parents and teachers, can help the children to understand that, see, this is what happens in real life. Exams get postponed, exams get preponed you have you know part exams and things of that uh, sort so you need to understand now utilize your time properly if exams have been postponed then you look at it in a positive manner that yes I have time to do whatever I was uh, wanting to do and yeah. I can even prepare uh, you know better
1: mm. and
3: if you could have some group discussions uh, you know between the family because the family is now become the unit because everybody at home is together and there's nobody else Mm -hmm. so if we can have this discussion starting from how the parents faced exams and what were the earlier things how after the exams what they are going to do (laughs) then the perspective of the children goes wider beyond the exams and they can you know think better and be a little more relaxed
2: okay so also several coaching institutes have already started online admissions for PUC so do you think there is pressure on students who wish to pursue science to join an academy even before their exams are over?
3: Definitely there is pressure not only on the students but much more on the parents also. Because okay. parents have to shell out huge amounts of uh, money. Mm-hmm. You know, Without knowing what is going to be the future of the child, the exams are not over, the results have not come. We don't know whether the child has aptitude for this particular uh, Or these particular subjects, but the fear that is being uh, put in that unless you start off now, then you will lose uh, Time, I think we should resist that I Would be very happy if children are put in regular mainstream colleges or schools where there is holistic education
2: Okay So uh, now these days what kind of queries are you getting? We're getting a wide
3: uh, range of uh, uh, queries. Of course, starting with the most important thing. What do I do? What happens to the exam? Will this happen? I heard some rumors saying that there will be no exam. So uh, all those type of things we are again telling uh, them that, you know, focus on what is going to be your future don't worry and don't get into these rumors that exams will be cancelled or exams will be postponed or there will be online exams just don't worry about uh, uh, that so we are trying to help the you know uh, children and the uh, parents to understand that let us talk beyond exams and do that we are also giving a lot of uh, children study tips you know okay. simple ways and techniques of how to you know uh, deal with the uh, thing we that? are getting slowly, uh, as the days go past, we are getting queries with regard to behavior issues.
2: Okay.
3: Thankfully, so far, there haven't been too many cases of parent-child conflict. Mm. But definitely, you know, children who are becoming moody, children who are, uh, you know, refusing to study, or children who are getting, you know, boisterous and rebellious, those factors have started coming in. Okay. And I am a little concerned because depending on how long the... Lockdown lasts. I think this will increase and we will have to help them to You know work on these emotional factors along with the academics.
2: Okay. So how are uh, Career counselors approaching the change situation now?
3: Yeah, first thing is that we are giving them that emotional uh, support, which I think is very badly needed Okay, that you know uh, because the fear the anxiety factors Hmm. are not even allowing uh, people to uh, you know, take decisions, like, you know, somebody who would have normally thought over is saying, no, I'll put my child into, uh, uh, you know, science because I don't know what will uh, happen if he doesn't take science. Mm -hmm. So these type of anxieties that are coming up, so first we are trying to tell them that nothing is going to go wrong. It is a, uh, you know, a national and a global uh, situation. The government also realizes the implications. The worst that will happen is that uh, things will get postponed by one, two, three months. But we are not even going to, there were instances earlier in history where students lost out an entire year because of certain, you know, riots or whatever things of that sort. But children moved on. So we are helping them. Then the second thing that we are doing is to help them to understand and go deeper into career choices. Okay. So step by step, we are explaining to them how they can get information. Talk to people who are already, because the people are available to you. Now you just you know, call up. Uh, let's say you are interested in finance and banking. Mm. You can call up, uh, um, you know, a friend or somebody who's a bank or, uh, executive. And today that person will be willing to talk to you because uh, you know he's got much more free time. So things like that, we are helping them to go a little deeper and research into career uh, options.
2: Okay. So thank you so much, Dr. Ali Quwaja.
3: Not at all. Okay. Thank, thank you. you.
0: In order to curb the rising incidence of attacks on healthcare professionals, the centre has promulgated an ordinance which makes such crimes non bearable offences. An imprisonment of three months to seven years and a penalty of Rs 50,000 to rupees 2 lakhs can be slapped on those who attack healthcare workers. The President has given his assent to this ordinance. With many states reporting that the rapid test kit from China giving inaccurate results, the Chinese company that manufactured them has come out in defense saying that the test would give accurate results only after the incubation period. Earlier, the ICMR had asked the states to suspend rapid antibody tests. Meanwhile, in the United States, the state of Missouri has sued China's leadership over the coronavirus crisis, seeking damages over what it described as deliberate deception and insufficient action to stop the pandemic. China has termed this absurd. China is facing the threat of a new wave of infections with new clusters of infections in the northeast China near the Russian border leading officials to tighten restrictions on movement. Many of us during the lockdown seek the comfort of food that is high on fats and munch snacks that aren't healthy. It could be stress eating or simple urge to eat different things. How can one resist it in this state of lockdown? El Subramani speaks to nutrition expert Rahul Gopal on what can be done.
4: Many of us have very tall goals in terms of uh, staying fit in uh, the situation of uh, staying at home, but being foodies as we are, we tend to turn to the nearest box with the delightful dishes to particular taste buds. With us today is Rahul Gopal, a sports nutritionist, strength and conditional conditioning coach, and a drummer. And he would tell us in terms of how to stay fit and healthy, the kind of eating choices that we make, and of course, how to exercise in the correct way to not exhaust ourselves. Rahul, welcome.
5: Hi first Subramani, first... thanks
4: for having me over. Thank you. Uh, first question would be, as I mentioned, we all you know, have this action slowing down at some point in time during our work from home situation. And uh, the first thing that comes to our mind, of course, is to uh, you know, reach for the, the sweet meat or, uh, or uh, the things that we normally like to munch over. Uh, how do you keep your habits healthy in a lockdown situation?
5: So uh, here's the thing that we advise to our own clients, right? So I'm the co-founder of Chennai-based The Formula. Uh, We're primarily a nutrition service, but we also do like uh, uh, strength and conditioning work with people and get them healthy and fit for regular life. So something we tell people, uh, especially in times like these where you're confined to the four walls of your homes is don't have anything that you shouldn't be eating in the first place. Don't buy it. Because if it's there, it's going to get eaten. It doesn't matter if it's you or someone else in the family, it will get eaten. Uh, Our minds are fickle in that if you are used to keeping something, uh, say like a piece of chocolate or a bag of chips in a particular cupboard, you will expect to find it in there when you open the cupboard. When you open it and you don't find it in there, we're not going to go and make the effort to go and pick it up from a store. So that's step number one. Right? Don't keep it at home if you don't want to eat it. Step number two is swapping it for something else. Normally swaps would be uh, something that has a little bit more fiber and micronutrition in it, which would probably be like fruit or vegetables. So that uh, is a better option. Uh, or even like a bowl of yogurt or a glass of milk is a better
4: option. What are the other alternatives to stuff that we normally eat like veggies and stuff when there is a shortage? Because there is, there's this concern that uh, there's going to be a shortage of uh, veggies and, uh, and fruits in some places.
5: Uh, here's something that uh, people are used to doing from before lockdown, right? You buy whatever you need for the day, at least uh, in terms of veggies and fruit, but no one really buys for like three or four days in advance. Now that would be a more prudent thing to do because if you want to chop up your veggies and put them in freezer safe bags and throw them into the freezer, they'll last for a while. Uh, I mean, even like a couple of months. So that's what we're doing ourselves. And that's what our clients are doing as well. So there's no uh, you know, uh, paucity or lack of fresh fruit and vegetable. Uh, frozen fruit and vegetables are fine. You, you really don't miss out on the nutrition. So uh, there's always a workaround. But if you're unable to do so, I would just say, eat more uh, whole grains and maybe more lentils and legumes because they will give you adequate fiber and micronutrition as well.
4: Okay. The third and probably the most important concern for many is how should or how little or how much we should exercise? Because it's also summertime and uh, it's a possibility that people would exhaust themselves uh, exercising. Yeah. It's
5: never never a good idea to push yourself when the weather is not conducive to training. Number one, if it's hot, you have to exercise in uh, in a cooler environment, preferably with the fan on or with the AC, because uh, performance does get affected with external heat. Uh, The other thing is, if you've never ever exercised in your life, this could be a good time to start. This could also be a very bad time to start, depending on what you're doing. So what we tell clients is because your overall activity levels are lower than they normally are when you are commuting to work, you know, walking around and whatnot. Just try and keep your step count up. Every phone has a built-in pedometer in it, which counts steps. Uh, you should probably aim for about 12, to 15,000 steps in a day, and you can break it up over the course of the day. You don't need to do it all at one shot, which is tiring and time-consuming. Yeah. Uh, if you are already been training then uh, your coach or whoever you're working with can modify your program for you to make sure that you're able to use uh, things lying around at home for loading like water cans or a backpack or you know uh, bricks or books, water cans, I mean, I already said water cans, gas cylinders. It depends. Depends on your program. Uh, but please do not uh, take the flavor of the day kind of workout from Instagram and just try and blindly copy what's happening because that might not be the best way forward. You might end up hurting yourself, and you really don't want to do that right now with limited access to medical resources.
4: How much do you think fitness matters uh, to fight uh, COVID 19? Do is, 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 you think fitness uh, is a factor? Overall health, yep, overall health outcomes,
5: time and time again, research has shown that. Uh, uh, It improves if you're just exercising every day. The more muscle you carry, the better health you are in, especially as you age. Uh, The leaner you are, the better health, especially as you age. So uh, it is it is important. I mean, your immunity levels are up as well. You can fight certain infections off better than people who are, uh, you know, not
4: used to exercising or eating better. Research has shown this time and time again. Rahul, thank you very much for uh, uh, sharing uh, uh, wonderful ideas on how to stay healthy and and eat nutritious. Thank you very much. Thank you,
0: Subramani, for having me over. It was my pleasure. That was Money in conversation with nutritionist Rahul Gopal, sorting out the food facts. Speaking of facts, here's Akash Sriram with what's hot in the world of fake news with DH
6: Fact Check. Hello, this is Akash Sridham. In today's TH Fact Check, a photo of an injured woman has been doing the rounds with a caption that claims that the woman was a pharmacist who was administering COVID-19 tests in Uttar Pradesh while a Muslim mob beat her to death. Uttar Pradesh police and authorities have proven this to be fake. UP police tweeted that the woman did not die as a result of COVID-19 related violence and that the image was from Madhya Pradesh. Wire agency AFP contacted the late pharmacist's husband, who said that his wife had died of a brain hemorrhage as a result of distress and fear of being alone in a hostel, of which she was assigned to be a caretaker. The husband said that she was taken to a neurology hospital in Gwalior, where she was operated on and remained in a coma for a week before she passed away on April 7th. Express.co.uk published on April 20th an article with a controversial headline that read, Germany sends China 130 billion pound bill for coronavirus damages, sparks fury in Beijing. Fact-checking website Alt News has deemed this headline grossly misleading. The article conveys that a German tabloid had drawn up a 130 billion pound bill that Beijing owes China as a result of havoc created by the COVID-19 pandemic. Germany in fact as a state has not sent China a bill for the losses caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Express.co.uk, the digital wing of popular British tabloid Daily Express, corrected the erroneous headline over a day later to China furious as leading German newspaper writes £130 billion bill for coronavirus damages. A rumour has been spreading on the internet saying that the central government's tourism ministry has issued a letter ordering all restaurants and hotels to close till October this year to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus. However, this isn't true. The ministry has asked citizens to not believe fake news regarding the closure of hotels and restaurants and that the matter was being investigated by the cyber crime unit of the Mumbai police. The ministry further warned people from circulating such messages. That is it for today's edition of DH Fact Check.
0: Before we go, here's our request to spread kindness.
7: What maketh a human? In times of distress and gloom, it's the human soul that lights the way ahead. Whether it's feeding the stray or putting an extra effort to give masks to others. In the times of COVID-19, where fear and uncertainty rage on, there are also heroes of myriad kinds. We want to bring the stories of such heroes to you with our Spread Kindness campaign, staying true to Deccan Herald's philosophy, The Power of Good. We invite you to share with us the stories of kindness that you see around or are part of. You can also share a COVID-19 related problem that needs immediate attention. Do write to us at spreadkindness at Check out the stories of kindness on www.deckandherald.com. Remember, every simple act of kindness is a story worth sharing in this time of crisis. Stay safe and take care.
0: That's it for today's episode of the Pandemic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and many of your other favorite platforms. Do share this podcast with your friends, family and social media. For the latest on COVID-19 and other news, log on to www.deckenherald.com Follow our social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Check out our e-paper at www.deckandheraldepaper.com. To be updated on the go, follow our telegram channel t.me slash News for instant updates. Take care, stay safe, stay indoors.